You need to have, I guess, a bit of an acting background. It's voice acting, essentially. So mm. you've got to break down a script. It's like, I guess, singing as well. Break down the song. What are you trying to convey? What story are you telling? It's all storytelling. And how do you send that message to the, to the listener? Uh, and everything has a beginning, middle and an end, so you, you have to look at your copy and understand the key points that you're trying to get across and try and get them through your, your voice and how you, how you read that. Hello and welcome to episode 85 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. Voice and tone have incredible impact on the overall success of how your story is communicated. Your tone of voice is an expression of your company's values and way of thinking and it is something that should not be overlooked. My guest this week, Tamara Linke, is an expert at understanding the power of voice. A professional voiceover artist and singer, her voice is her instrument, but it's really much more accurate to describe her as a voice actor. She's a performer and a storyteller, so naturally I couldn't wait to interview her. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we discuss the challenges of juggling creative skills with managing a business. We also chat about the growing voiceover industry and Tamara reveals some of her top voice acting tips. This is Tamara's version of Be The Drop. To add even more value to the podcast, I recently launched our free storytelling program, called Storytelling to Inspire Your Tribe and Fuel Your Business, which you can access via our Facebook group, Brand Storytelling Superheroes. If you're looking to make your business story more engaging and exciting, head over to Facebook and join the Brand Storytelling Superheroes group. We'll help you unlock your storytelling superpower. I'm so excited, Tamara. Thank you so much for joining me on our next episode of Be The Drop. Oh, thank you. It's exciting. It's an absolute pleasure. And because today we're going to be talking about one of my favourite things, and that's voice. <laughs> talking, because you love to talk as much as I do. Yeah. To get us started, mm-hmm. I know you've got your item of significance, and that's yes. something that gives us a little bit of context, explains a little bit about Tamara yeah. and what you do and how you connect with your community. Right. Well, I thought, well, this is probably the, the most obvious tool um, for what I, uh, I do in my job, but as a voiceover artist, obviously to be heard, we need the right tools to make that happen. So I thought a microphone, because you cannot be a voiceover artist without a microphone. And it's the way that we can relate to people. So it's the tool in which we can apply our voice and get through and tell a story. So can you explain to me then, because I really want to delve into the depth of a voiceover artist, because I don't think it's something that people think about a lot. Can you tell me about your journey from a singer into voiceover artistry? Yeah, yeah. Well, it is very, like you say, it's a niche market. Like it's a small industry and people often will say, 
sorry, what do you do? Oh my God, that's a thing you can do. And I think I even <laughs> realized after a while, oh my God, this is the thing I can do. So I was working in a, uh, in a corporate environment for a couple of years and that being a performer generally, they sort of asked me if I could uh, do a voiceover for like a navigating a web program that they were doing. So I said, oh yeah, I'll do that. Of course I'll do it. It's an opportunity to be creative. So I did that. And as I was doing it, I'm like, oh, this is really fun. It's something, I'm, you know, I'm good at this. And people would say, oh, it sounds really, really good. But back then that was sort of doing a very kind of Sandra Sally, like, hi, how are you? You know, announcey <laughs> kind of voice, which I thought was what voiceovers were, you know, because that's what you're used to hearing. Uh, so then I thought I'd go off and research it a bit. There are a lot of um, pay-for-play sites, which are basically global websites you can go on, audition for voice jobs. And then I thought, well, I'm quite interested in radio. So I ended up working at Fresh FM, doing their breakfast show for a while, and then moved to Nova uh, and did uh, radio there for a while as well. All, all in the meantime, doing a lot of their radio ads because I was there, you know, talking within parameters, especially for a commercial radio station where you have to tick boxes and make sure you say this and say that leaves very little room for your own content. What I really love and what I'm passionate about is the singing part and voiceovers. I should just do it myself, build my own studio and create my own work myself and do it uh, and look into it further and you know really research how I can make it uh, a living for myself. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah. Well, thank you for taking me on that journey. I know, yes. <laughs> I hope that made sense. It kind of went like, yeah. But I think, and what's so important there is going, you know, is following the journey and allowing yourself to experience those things because obviously all of these elements have come into play. You know, that brings you back around really well to have now looking at the voiceover as your business and then also building your singing career at the same time, That's which is fantastic. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they do they do go hand in hand. And I think also you learn along the way that it's it's how big the voiceover industry is now. I mean, now in our digital age, it's, there's so much opportunity that people don't realise. I think when you think voiceover, people would go, oh yeah, from TV and radio, but there's so much more. There's like mm. audio books, there's explainer videos, which businesses are doing left, right and centre now, which yeah. provides a whole lot of work for voiceovers um, and message on hold and animation, animate, all sorts of stuff. So yeah. it's... It, there is a lot out there and particularly because everything's online it makes it a lot easier to do it from home so. yeah fantastic and I, l I love that concept so you've now built your business at home you've got a studio yep. you can get a job from anywhere in, in this world. country or overseas yep. Yep. yeah so you've talked about these online sites how do you then build the business you know you've gone from working in radio and, and having that employment through there that transition into doing it yourself Yes. You know, yeah, was that challenging? What's the sort of things you've learned along the way? Yeah, sure. So I, I suppose I already had contacts from my from being in radio, which was a great place to start. Uh, and so it was basically targeting, you know, advertising agencies, audio production, um, video production companies, anyone in that creative realm. And then I think once you work with people as well and you get in, and you build a rapport and you build those relationships and people enjoy working with you, then, you know, it creates more opportunity. They tell someone else that tomorrow's great at this and, you know, it carries on. It's just, yeah. just like it's bigger and bigger, yeah. hopefully. <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, we get caught up in the digital world and the concept of communication in that digital space. Yeah. But in that real building blocks, those interpersonal, the face-to-face, -face, 
the networking yeah. is just so critical. Yeah, but it also means a lot more to me because that's why I do anything is because of building relationships. I think it's the basis of anything you do really. Like, isn't that why you want to go to work and wake up in the morning, apart from earning money, which you got to do. But if you're passionate about it, you want to work with other people who are passionate and excited about what they do. So yeah. that's what drives me yeah. to uh, work with people. And so then, one thing I really wanted to try and delve into is this aspect of voice and how it adds real power in communication. Mm. So, you know, and I know you've got some examples for us to potentially showcase that, but, you know, if you get a client brief, how do you then approach that to go, this is the type of voice that they want to apply and what are the sorts of things that you consider in that? Well, so it's, it's obviously it's not just about, okay, you've got a great speaking voice or you know how to speak well. It's not, okay, that's fine. But nowadays people want something uh, relatable. So they want a voice that they can hear and it sounds like the, the girl next door or the, the grandma or whatever. So basically, yes, when you get in with a client, oftentimes they know what they want. Um, and they'll say, we want a hard sell, which is something very promo, which you're used to hearing, which is like, voice junk mail, you know, coming at you like, you know, 15% off down at the, you know, mattress factory, come on down. It's just attack of the senses. So <laughs> there'll be like hard sell or soft sell, which is more subliminally, you know, a bit of a sell where you're, you know, 15% off mattresses down at Dreamland or whatever it is to sort of seduce the listener. But that doesn't come that often. And actually people just want the character driven stuff. So uh, in saying that you need you need to have, I guess, a bit of an acting background. It's voice acting, essentially. So mm. you've got to break down a script. It's like, I guess, singing as well. Break down the song. What are you trying to convey? What story are you telling? It's all storytelling. And how do you send that message to the, to the listener? Uh, and everything has a beginning, middle and an end. So you, you have to look at your copy and understand the key points that you're trying to get across and try and get them through your your voice and how you how you read that. I like that the concept that it's voice acting and obviously with my passion for storytelling that yeah. it's approached like a story. So how would you then prepare for that? You know, do you need to get into character? Like what what, what process goes then mm. to conveying the story in the way that the client wants? So if you are playing a character, um, it does help whether that's like an animation or a character for a particular copy for a, a television ad or whatever it is. Uh, the way I do it, everyone does it differently, but you do sort of have to get into character. But often you wouldn't get a script uh, as early as you would if you were doing a theatre play. You know, you, would, you don't get a, a chance to really look at it for very long. Sometimes it might be 15 minutes, you might get it the night before. I like to create the context of where I am who, who am I talking to? Who's my audience? Who's the person I'm talking to? I have had the pleasure of seeing you in action because my yeah. son was involved in a radio ad with you for Clipsal 500. Yes. And so he was the disinterested son and you were the over-enthusiastic mum. Yeah. And so one of those things, that, that getting into character was something that was so impressive, like, you know, because you before the scene you were there and just you're like, okay, start recording. I'm just going to do a few sentences. 
and then I'll go into the script. Yeah. And you were very confident about that. You you had that, like you were in that character. Yeah. Obviously you were getting directing from the sound engineer and the creative that was there with them. But, you know, you were really sort of coordinating that process as well for your character. Yes. Is that a really important part of it? Yeah. I think it's funny because I heard someone come up with a great analogy for voiceover. When you hire a plumber and they come to your house, you don't sort of stand over them wondering if they're going to do the job right. You don't go, oh, are they? Oh, I'm not quite sure. They, they come in, they're going to do the job and then they leave and that's the job they do. So I think you got to think of it as when you're going into the studio, you need to be confident. Well, this is just what I do. Here I am, ready to work with you. Bring it on mm. as well. So, and I think I think the reason why there's this sort of, you know, oh, well, everyone can talk. So yeah. then, like, how hard would it be to just go in and yeah. record it? Yeah, that's you right. know, like I talk all the time. Yeah. But I think it's that breaking down and going, well, it is actually a profession. It's a skill. And having seen you in action, and yeah. I do create a lot of content, so I do plenty of talking. Mm. But, you know, and Chris behind the lens and behind the – he gets to audit my, edit my stuff. And, he'll, you know, he knows. When I do pre – like, if it's written down and I'm recording a script – I make lots of mistakes yeah, when I'm yeah, going through natural, that. Yeah. But you just rolled straight through. So what yeah. experience is it that you've had that's really helped you? Like how do you do that, pick up a script and just go? Well, I think I initially started with a lot of voiceover work doing message on hold, which is, you know, there's annoying people you ring up and you get put on hold and they're talking at you about the business, which everyone loves, don't they? <laughs> but I, I would do that once a week with a company and go in and you would be in the studio for three hours with uh, usually a bloke next to you doing the mail part and you'd sort of alternate reading scripts. So you'd do script off the script for about three hours, cold reading. And you got to a point where you had to do it without mucking up. This is the first time you're seeing it too. So you're reading a screen and you're talking. So I think doing that every week mm. was a brilliant training ground for being able to, to, to cold read. But I suppose then it's that understanding, that like any skill, yeah. you need to practice it. Yes. But I think it's that because people assume they can talk, that therefore there's the assumption that that's already they a do. skill. Or you can do a funny voice. You should do voices for, you know, cartoons or whatever, which is which is fine. But I think you need to be able to yeah, you need to be able to act. I mean, that's why a lot of people, you know, you see these big cartoons and often they'll get big time actors like Tom Hanks playing the, the lead in the cartoon and people go, oh, but they're an actor, not a voice actor. And I learned that as well because I used to think, oh, you know, it's all about having the voice and being able to talk like a, you know, old school narrator or radio person like, nah, back in the 1950s when they used to talk like this, you know. <laughs> And it was all very pronounced and it's not like that at all. So yeah. people want a real person talking to them. And in building these skills, what's been one of the biggest challenges for you? Either in building the skills or building your business. Building, okay. So building skills was making that realisation that it's not just about having a nice voice and probably should put a bit more work into actually interpreting copy. Uh, so I did that via a, a bit of coaching um, from um, a coach from New York, uh, a casting agent there, and also I've just been working with an animation coach in, from LA, so all on Skype. So it's doing that and uh, doing a lot of training. And then Melbourne, I did um, a course as well. So just always learning, keeping that up. So I would say that's how I got to a point where I'm like, oh, the penny drops constantly. You're like, oh, okay, discovering new things mm. and how you can apply those tools. The more work you're doing, then it keeps you motivated. You're like, okay, well, I've got to do this job by Friday. So let's, 
let's get going. Let's let's make things happen. You know, mm. so you, you're forced to keep going. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But wearing all the hats definitely a challenge. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you've got to do your business as well. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. do the job. Go out and do the job. So yeah. I think it's about endurance and perseverance and just just being tenacious. You've got to be out there, being on people's top of mind all the time because mm. if you're not, you're forgotten quickly. So it's constantly yeah. being writing emails every couple of weeks. Hey, I'm still here. <laughs> and more often than not, be like, oh, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've just got this thing on my desk. Come in and can you do a job next Friday? You know? Yeah. I know it's funny, isn't it, how many times I go, oh, that's right. I, I have been meaning to. But like everyone, we're all busy. That's right. So it is that constant reminder. Yeah. So for you, what channels then are you really using? Like you've mentioned email and networking. Is that like, are they your primary points? Do you weave in uh, like website, social? What, what, how are you communicating? Well, I'm finding it is quite tricky being a voiceover. So obviously I've got, I've got a website. So I've set that up um, with all my sound bites on there. So obviously you can listen. It's all linked to SoundCloud because it's audio. So it's a great way to tell people, hey, if you want to listen to anything, check out my SoundCloud page. Things like Instagram, I'm finding it tricky being that it's all picture focused. How do I take another photo of a microphone and my studio <laughs> in the studio again? <laughs> like, you know, how do I, so that's a challenge for me. How do I turn something like, I mean, is that not, is that the correct platform to use? I don't know. Mm. Uh, so I'm still, I'm still working that out. But I find having looked at what other people do, because there's no point in reinventing the wheel, often it's uh, Facebook groups. There's a whole lot of Facebook groups for voiceovers uh, specifically that you can get on the bandwagon and you can showcase your wares, find out what's going on, how are other people doing things. And yeah, so I find that really, really helpful mm. for me. And I assume with you showreel or having something like that is something that's... Physical things, yes. Yeah, really yeah. important. You show, share examples. That's right. Demos, uh, brilliant. You have to have something like a... It's like your business card for the voice, a mm. demo. So you say, check out my demo. And that'll have a whole heap of different... Um, different copy through commercial to animation sort of showcasing what you do I suppose yeah but it's all at the end of the day it all has to be you come from you so you couldn't have something I'm playing oh I don't know this crazy grandmother and then put something like I'd also do audiobooks in this kind of voice it needs to all be consistent I think as well and be who you are, mm. you know, not confusing to people. Mm. And you've got to actually make sure you send the right demos to the right people. When they're asking for an audio book, you don't send them your animation demo of you doing a kid's cartoon, you know. You, you've yeah. got to pitch it as well. So, mm. And there's a fair bit of work in that too. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. It is a lot of work to put something together. One of the things that I really like about how you approach this is, is thinking about the audience and understanding what their needs are. Yes. Because I think too often in that digital context, we can get caught up in the screens. And as you know, yeah. you said, like it's the people, it's that people connection. So can you expand on that, how you bring that human element to a digital communication? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, it's about visualization really, essentially. Like, so when you're looking at a product, for example, if you're selling I don't know, chips, and you get all the information, who am I talking to? It's quite uh, often easy to think, okay, we'll think of a friend or someone you know to personalise it. So when you are going in there and you're talking to the microphone, the microphone's a person, you know, you're talking to them. Sometimes if you're, you're telling someone something quite intimate, then you'll have to get quite close to the mic and you, you're telling a friend something, you know, so you need to to bring that sort of intensity to how you would, you would do that. So it's in the technique of how you are talking. Yeah. And I think it's much like being a singer. 
you've got to apply you know the copy like a song the rhythm and where you're putting beats and things like that and where, where you're taking a breath yeah. and so it, it it's nice on the ear for the listener when they're listening to it so yeah, yeah. but I think all of that is going to um, strike a chord with whoever's listening to it so oh. well that yeah. was a lovely answer was it yes <laughs> <laughs> I know when listening and people aren't conscious of that and no. it sounds terrible and that doesn't work because all you've got is the sound. Yeah. So you haven't got the visual, you know, there's nothing else. No. So your sense of sound is heightened and if they're not conscious of that, they're not thinking about the audience and that delivery, yeah. I like I'll, I'll stop listening. That's yes. it, I'm gone. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah 100%. Yeah, really yeah. important. Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. Uh, but in conclusion, can yeah. you share with me Tamara's Be The Drop tip? And okay. that is your top tip for communication. It's going to sound very corny. Be authentic. Be yourself. It's okay because that's your point of difference. No one's like you are in whatever you do, I think. And I had to learn that, I think. It's okay to be me. Oh, God, it's like a therapy session. But it's true, <laughs> you know, like I'm the only – I can um, – I'm only me and I can only sell me. Don't try and sell someone else's story. Yeah. Fantastic. I love it. Thank you so much. That's all right. Thank you for having me. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time. Mm-hmm.